This is exactly right. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kogaroff. We are uh, coming to you live from a um, soundproofed, quiet Prius. That's, don't lie. Okay, we're in a studio and it feels good. <laughs> and it's where we should be. It feels good and it sounds good. It sounds so much better. It sounds safe. Uh, I feel better when we're in this room. Me too. I look forward to it more. I look forward to it. Uh, forward? Mm-hmm. Do I, is that is it my Montana accent? No, no, I'm, that's just my pretend theater accent. I went to many places with accents the last couple of weeks. Why don't you name four? One was Norfolk, <laughs> Nebraska. Uh, what? Yeah. Not Virginia? No, not Virginia. And then the next was Tyler, Texas. And Wait, are you going to give a sample of the accent oh, from Norfolk? Oh, it was just... You know, it wasn't that. It was in the Midwest, but it wasn't oh. like Fargo-y. Okay. And so I can't. It was so su- subtle mm-hmm. that I can't do a sample. Do they say I soda instead of uh, Coke? They say pap. Oh, pap. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I was not offered a soda. Okay. Or a pap schmear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Uh, I was not. Uh, oh, well, Tyler. Tyler, Texas. Yeah, you, people you, yes. in Tyler talk like this. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was gentle. Oh. Uh, they kind of talk real sweet. They have houses there. Like, you you can pull an entire audience and they won't. No one will admit to being a, a Trump supporter. But in Tyler, Texas, there were houses that could only be referred to as compounds <laughs> made of corrugated Metal, sure. like handmade, so with homeschooled children and chickens, and then a giant, like metal Trump sign on the side of the house, like serious about it. Right. Oh, so, I'm, so I was like, oh, there's at least they, it's real. There are real people. I'm banking that those people are going to forget to vote. Yes, I think it might slip their mind. Like they're going to get into the signage, and they're going to get into the spirit. Yeah, but then when it comes down to voting day, don't say what day it is. They, right. It might slip. Yeah, their mind. yeah, they might be. That's listening. my hope. Yeah, they can't remember to give corn feed to the chickens. That's right. <laughs> Norfolk was great though. That's where Johnny Carson is from, and it's a town of only twenty four thousand, but they worship Carson. Yeah. He's on everything because he kept coming back and giving money to the town and building theaters and I didn't I had to keep it to myself that I don't really have strong opinions about Carson either way I heard later in life that he's maybe a dick (laughs) I mean I think most of them are if you get that famous you're probably a dick of course and he started a shy magician so of course you get that guy power (laughs) it's gonna be a successful magician is everyone's nightmare you know it he'll make you disappear a person who spends their life going uh, pick a card and everyone making a face at them, transitioning into like a Ryan Seacrest level popularity. Yeah. No, get I, out of town. I like that Ryan Seacrest is your example. <laughs> <laughs> I want the children to understand who Johnny Carson used to be. On a level of Seacrest to, oh, I don't know. David Blaine. Car- Carson Daly. <laughs> Carson Daly. Where does he lie? He's I, in there. He's up there. The, the 
this place, the festival. It's called the Great American Comedy Festival. Oh. Great American. This was at Tyler, Texas? Waves of Corn. Wait, Great. sorry, which city? In, uh, sorry, in Norfolk. In Norfolk. What's it? What state? Nebraska. Okay. They assigned us an ambassador family, which was just a local retired couple. You had to live with a family? No, we lived in a hotel, but they came and picked... Yeah, at first, I was like, I don't want to... Get involved? But it was it was really kind of cool. Oh. It was like we were providing a service for, you know, we're retired and we don't, and we like, want to support the festival. The Aww. whole festival was run by older folks, and the audience was a lot of white hairs. Wow. So it made me nervous, but they're so comedy savvy because they... Because they love All, Carson? Yeah, so it was like they like a Carson-y or Newhart, like delivery, like dry. That's you. Did you do? Did you so pretend to talk with, on the phone at all? I did. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I have, let me, I have to pick this up. Oh, it's Abraham Lincoln. And then I'd go into that. <laughs> good, bed. good, good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of historic stuff. You know nice. how I'm a buff. Mm-hmm. A history buff. That actually sounds nice. <laughs> you made friends with some old it people. It was great. I didn't know how to say goodbye to them. Were you crying? Yeah, almost. I don't. I made it about my grandparents and never really. Well, you got to make it about something. Yeah, I got to make it. Got to blame it on the rain. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it was it was a nice time. Though. That sounds good. And then third place, uh, Austin, Texas, where I'm from. Yes, and it was uh, nice to be back. That was emotional for me too. Was it? Yeah. Did you do Cap City? No, I did the Velveeta Room, the oh. place I very first went up. You and like that place, right? Yeah, I do like it. Is it hard to do well there? I can't. I, there's comics that were from Austin talking about one place that's hard to do. It, yeah, it has been in the past, and when I started there, it was not just because the the it's on a street that is like Mardi Gras every weekend. They just cops park, put up barriers, cops on horses. Monitor just people being drunk and fighting in the street nice. for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Love it. I should move there. And the cops are buff, and they have tattooed sleeves. Do go on. And they are ready to get in some stick time. Yes. And feed you the hooves. Hello. And it's so it's. I remember moving there. I was like, oh, I never experienced anything like that. And if it might be even crazier now, but. Those are the people that would wander in, and they'd let them in. Now comedy fans are actually going to the Velveeta Room. Oh, good. Oh, so before the audience was like a li- like a the Texas version of Bridge and Tunnel. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they have like a, a sidewalk uh, barker man who does oh. a good job of bringing people in. But they he kind of interviews them first to make oh, good. sure they want to be there. <laughs> so the audi- the audiences were great and all the comics I started with came. Aww. All the older guys that don't really do it much anymore because I just texted all the 512 numbers I have and they all showed up. It worked great. Oh, that's nice. I, I mean, getting a hold of people on the phone v- instead of via Facebook, which you don't uh, you participate in. I don't. It really works for, great. Yeah. It really works. The phone is the superior way to communicate. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's the Ryan Seacrest of <laughs> communication. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I love it. It was a fine example. I'm just picking. But it was hard when I started there. They used to when I was young and I was first doing shows there. They would like if you went over or they didn't like a joke, they'd shut the mic off, or someone would get on a mic and heckle you. Uh huh. Like it was they were so kind of mean, and now those are the people I really love but well that's that was the early days of comedy in the 90s bullying was not only still in style it was in comedy it was a cherished tradition yeah i mean like giving other people shit and teaching them a lesson about how to do stand-up was like what some people just waited around to do yeah you've talked about that being the case here with your yeah here and definitely in san francisco san francisco was like everyone everyone was the king and queen of passive aggression it was just a lot of yeah right buddy okay buddy so everything was like a big smile but they were kind of shading on you right to your face right and i came from montana where people got punched for acting that way and i would get so mad yeah i quickly adjusted well i yeah i just got i just knew that i had to be mean too yeah which i did not mind (laughs) <laughs> I do enjoy it. <laughs> I do, I enjoy it in the moment, but then later I feel bad always. Yeah. I fall asleep thinking I hurt feelings today. Yes, I know. I lashed out. 
uncontrollably yeah. like a child. And they deserved it. Yeah, but but still. What do they call In program, they call that like drinking the poison so someone else dies. Or some, something like that. Oh, wow. They have, sayings, they have sayings that make behavior like that seem very bad. And biblical. Yes. And suicidal. Uh, yeah, my mom was in uh, AA and she became very religious. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, spiritual? Like, spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Just a generic God. Exactly. Yeah. You got to make some connection of something. Make them what you want. You Just gotta... don't make them a bottle of booze. <laughs> That's what they said. If you can. <laughs> if you can. Uh, I was thinking that maybe I would try being a person that doesn't drink after the last couple of weeks. Was it a party time? Party tour? Not necessarily, which makes me consider that even more. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's out of boredom. It's like, that's not. I, it's like, uh, what do you do after a show? Right. You just sit there and watch Law & Order sober? I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's so bad. Mm-mm. I even watched, oh, God, there's a new Adam Sandler movie that it's like. The one with David Spade? Oh, my God. Is it Did terrible? You watch? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't watch it. It's got moments because it's those two guys. Yeah, I, lo- and- I love, I love. David Spade's stand-up comedy. I yeah. love. I actually love his acting. I love his whole situation. And I like. I like uh, Adam Sandler's acting, but the re- the movie is so. It's like edited. It's even edited poorly. Like they're looking in the wrong direction, and then they'll. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was a bad. The camera was over the guy's r- shoulder, the uh, wrong shoulder. I don't even know how to do that stuff, and I can. And I you know. know, yeah. Boy, it was. You don't have to be a connoisseur to get how much they didn't try. And it was just. The dirty with hairy balls sure. dripping on people's faces. <laughs> that yeah. was a yep. <laughs> that was a Whose face did it drip on? A lady on or a man? David Spade's. On his own face? Yes. Yes. Were Not they his Adam own Sandler's balls? balls? No, no. Whose balls? <laughs> Not they his were, own balls. Who's that guy that's in every movie? Rob like, Schneider? Magnolia. No, his uh, Guzman. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman works more than anyone. In America. I, and yes. I'm starting to think we should reconsider all the jobs that we're giving him. <laughs> well, he can't. I mean, listen, if you're if you're up to bat every single time, you can't always hit a home run. I heard that he lives in Vermont. Louise like Guzman? quaint, like, farmhouse in Vermont. How is that possible when he never doesn't have a job? Exactly. The He's last just... thing, he was on Code Black, which was that... Medical procedural with uh, Marsha Gay Harden mm-hmm. that I try I have tried to watch honestly like eight times, and I it's as if I then leave my body the second <laughs> I hit play. It's so weird. I can't do it. Um, but how is he? How does he live that far away when he has to be here? Why he always has jobs is because what no one knows is he's just a helicopter pilot <laughs> and he just flies to the set. And they're like, we didn't. Did you read for this? No, I'm here. I'm just here. Give it. You know, I'm going to do it. Give give, give me the, the lines part. to the guys. <laughs> The guys knows what to do. I'm ready to read. I'm going to do that accent everybody likes. <laughs> I'm going to kind of play it down. Mm-hmm. And in my later work, I'm going to purposefully stick my belly out. Yeah. Because I've cultivated it. Why not distend it? I wonder if there's a town in Vermont that's as dedicated to Louise Guzman as your town in uh, wherever it was is dedicated to Johnny Carson. What if Vermont is all just... Guzman stickers next to Bernie stickers, <laughs> like he's a politician. They're that dedicated. People are just they're uh, they're stumping for him, even though he's not running for anything. They're it's, just for him. It's funny because in yeah in Norfolk, you would ask these folks about they call it Norfolk, but which I was like, it's a it's an L. I but call they, it Norfuck because it's fun. It's funny. <laughs> to say that to old people. I've gotten away with it like five times and no one said anything so far this whole oh, podcast. I didn't even know. <laughs> you, I kept thinking. Uh-huh. I kept flinching uh-huh. and I wasn't sure what you were That's saying. That's swearing you'd think to yourself. Oh, curse jar. Curse <laughs> jar. Put a coin in the curse jar. <laughs> I got a dollar twenty-five in there so far. You would ask these folks though about the car and they're like, oh, and he helped build a hospital and he helped. Uh, he made the theater, and he put money into that. It's like he Johnny Carson your respect. or Louise Guzman. He bought uh, Carson. Carson. I jump yeah. around a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a nonlinear thinker. No, I was the one ask question. No, that's probably frustrating to be well, around me. You know, <laughs> it's really not. Uh, you know, in my hometown, uh, that was built that used to be the egg capital of the world. Petalooms. Petalooms used to be the in the 20s. It was called the egg basket of the world. 
Uh, in the twenties, were eggs good for you or were they bad for you? Because they jump back and forth. Okay, that only changed in nineteen eighty two when they had that commercial it was give eggs a break and it was an egg in jail. Remember that? Because of cholesterol, he yeah. was in cholesterol prison. That was where, like it was it was the pre um, non fat phase where we went to no cholesterol mm-hmm. um, and, and replaced it with chemicals. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they so everyone stopped eating eggs. Then there was a P, like a PSA style commercial. Saying give eggs a break. And it was an egg in jail like it was a like it was a, a bad criminal. There was some, just an egg with feet. There was some kind of chip, I think called Wow. Uh, they were like Wow Ruffles or something. They had Olean yep. oil in them or yes. something. And I'm I my dad my dad's wife at the time, my stepmom said my second stepmom, she would buy them. She was like, diet chips. I love chips. And I'm going <laughs> to, and so we'd all eat them. And I don't want to be a clinical here, but I experienced anal leakage. That's right. Just while I'm like, wait a minute, what's that? Am I sweating? That was a, what Olene was famous for. It said <laughs> on the bag, this may cause anal leakage. Anal leakage. That's how I knew. I didn't go to a doctor. The bag I consulted my bag. Physician. Your bag of chips. Yes, on Dr. Frito Lay said that's your ass leaking, son. <laughs> but at least it's not cholesterol. But hey, well, uh, yeah, that's your body going. We don't know what you just put in us, but we cannot process it. So those chips. See you we later. Went a lot of furniture. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you actually ate those. Oh yeah, I remember those those chips coming out and everyone just being like, "Ain't a leakage, everybody." Well, news gets to Montana a little late. Right. There isn't, uh, you know, the internet wasn't telling everyone about our asses leaking. Right. I guess we're talking about this because I brought up eggs. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what my hometown was famous for. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Please. (laughs) Never apologize. (laughs) Because I'm not sure the point I was trying to make. Only that, like, around town... Oh. There's like, you know what I mean? It's our version of Johnny Carson is dairy. Oh, products. yeah. Yeah. Just shoving it down your throat. Yeah. And if you don't eat eggs, you're disrespecting your community. That's right. They they would never. So while I was there, I'm like, while on stage, this is all supposed to be clean. It's a contest. I didn't know it was going to be a contest, but you had to be clean, squeaky clean, Carson TV clean. Right. Not TV now, TV then clean. Sure. So it was a lot of older Legit comics. Legit clean, yeah. Old comics I remember seeing on TV when I was a kid, like Jimmy Brogan. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, and who was great. But I said something during my set. I went to say, tape your windows shut. And I said, tape your windows shit. And they all kind of exhaled. <laughs> and I was like, well, there, of course I said shit. I, if you tell me not to say something. Yes. I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would have been worse to say is it's great to be here in the hometown of Carson Daly. And now I've said that. <laughs> and they did groan. And I'm like, no, it was an example. And I got disqualified. For doing that? <laughs> I think for saying shit. No one told me. Tape your window a, shit was an accident, though, uh, right? Yes. And I was disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, they it, didn't they have tell to take me. You a, out comic on a, technicality. Said, a comic came up to me and said, did you hear the guy that did that? Neapolitan joke got disqualified for saying shit. I'm like, you mean me? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's how I found out. But, well, like, I'm I, really sorry. What was the okay. prize package? That, see, it wasn't a big deal. And I suggested, and I was asked my opinion, if it should be a contest next year. And I said, no, because mm-hmm. everyone got paid anyway. Well, you also, just got paid more if you won. The thing that's funny is any com- comedy, com- I've been in, Maybe two, I think. The people that win are not the best ones. Right. It is a it is a subjective opinion, usually of radio DJs, is how they do it, or like famous people in the community. Yeah. Um, which some would argue is like, well, you have to be able to appeal to lots of people. Yeah. If you want to be a successful comedian, which is true, but it's not like you have other comedians judging a right. lot of the time. Yeah. You have people who've never done a set of stand up comedy judging your stand up comedy. And all I've ever wanted is the approval of comedians. So yeah, that, it's all that, that matters. That doesn't really lead to the big jobs. <laughs> Quite the opposite. And the comic be. that won, Mark Norman, who's very funny, was his whole set was about sex stuff. 
And I was like, oh man, I wish I'd done that. Oh, but he just didn't use bad words <laughs> right, to talk about right. sex? I was avoiding entire topics because of, I would, wow, there's a lot of white hair here. I'm just going to do wordplay. Old-timey fun, Catskill comedy. I wonder what place you would have come in if you didn't say tape the window shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, I bet I legitimately just didn't get the top four my night. There was great. They did great. I watched a lot of great comedians. Was it pretty big? And they had magicians, and I love magic, it turns out. I was, Up close magic? No, far away in a giant theater magic. Wow. Like this guy would... Not a lady in a box. A lot. Yeah, there's a father and daughter duo, and the daughter would dance and do stuff while he did. It was tri very traditional magic. And, and you liked was, it. I loved it. <laughs> they all had funny jokes in their magic. Oh, and, that's good. And it was visually... I, I guess I've never been to like a big, uh, large format vegas magic show, and... I was just like, a, I was one of those people going, how did he do that? <laughs> oh, well, I, up close magic I love because that is legit crazy when they do the thing. Like I had a guy in a bar once come up, had me pick a card, put it back in the deck, oops, uh, do a bunch of stuff. And then he was like, is this your card? And I was like, no, ha, ha, ha. And then he goes, wait, is that your card? And it was stuck to the outside of the bar window because we were sitting at a high top table next to the window. And I lost my mind. Well, I was kind of <laughs> drunk, but I lost my mind for like a week. I was just like, so who, who, how? Who? Do you have a partner? He Someone knew the car. It like everything about it it's made me crazy. He had a partner, but I mean, I think I, the part I liked is that it felt like they were really planning something for me. Yeah, it was like a nice, fun surprise for just for me. The one of the comics is from town, Derek Hughes, and he was like hosting the Magic Night. He didn't do it at this show because it would have been too blue. But he had a card. Is this your card? But he would. And they pulled down his pants, and the card was in his butt cheek. <laughs> he'd pull it out, and everyone was like, gross, but wow! <laughs> it's a great, it was great. That's a good trick. What, yeah. does he do that at the uh, Comedy Castle? Uh, he does do it at the Comedy Magic Castle. Or Is the Magic. The Magic, the Magic Castle. Magic ca the Comedy Castle is a different castle. That's the castle we belong Live to. in. <laughs> yeah, where you don't have to wear slacks. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. You have to wear a, you have to wear a certain clothes oh. at the Magic Castle. Derek got me in once. I showed up at the Magic Castle. I was on a date, and uh, we were turned away because I did not have slacks on. <laughs> and they they had pants and jackets for me to wear. But you wouldn't do it. I'm like, I don't like those pants. I don't want to wear those pants. <laughs> what What was wrong with them? I'm like, my pants right now are much fancier than those '80s pleated, flared leg. What? Yeah. Yeah, I went after I went after their slacks. <laughs> Just one pair, or were there like a choice of five? Well, they only had one pair that was like a waist thirty six, so I would have had to also Cinch borrow belts. Yeah. yeah, and they were just ugly, and I'm like, I'm not going to wear. I'm offended. But Do you then know? The next time I brought pants, good, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my. I've told you this many times. That's my fear to be in a place where I have to borrow pants. I'd never want that to happen to me. It ever is humiliating. In my life. Yeah. It's horrible. Or type, sir, we have to. I've been told to take my hat off. Excuse me. <laughs> you just throw up. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad memory. <laughs> my precious hat. Uh, I really, it was good, uh, really a good hat. It, it fit my head. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. God, that was a nice hat. My hair was horrible all of that day. It was horrible. <laughs> I had to reveal it. Oh. It's just weird because. The idea behind that is you have to look really nice to go to the Magic Castle. Mm -hmm. Fine. But then a pair of like dockers, you know, that are that are 20 years out of fashion. Yeah. Why are those better than Why the, are they the, better? the pants because you're they wearing? Technically, someone wrote about what the pants need to have and this technically has them. They should have mentioned taper. That's <laughs> <laughs> taper needs to be mentioned in this yes. day and age. Yeah, if where people, men and women alike, basically wear leggings everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's wearing tights. Yeah, I can't say I'm complaining. It's a bunch of Robin Hoods out there, and I love it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, of course, talking about the Robin Hood from the Mel Brooks version. Mel Brooks, it's <laughs> a Brooks Brooks. He's my favorite. I love cement-based comedian. I love Mel Brooks. <laughs> I also like. Uh, <laughs>
Jackie Mason. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, nuts. Uh, did you do any Third other? example would have been good. It would have been good. Should we give it a second? Um, P- Carol Burkett. <laughs> Streety Allen. That's not even... <laughs> We're mine, done. Mine wasn't cement <laughs> at all. It was barbecuing. Well, Mason, I brought in the whole world of stoneworking. True. <laughs> I took it way out there to barbecue land. Let's never go back there. <laughs> I hate barbecue land. I hate it there. It's dangerous. I jump along. Most people are kind of racist. <laughs> Cajuns. It's too hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you go anywhere after Austin, or is this where you just flew in from? I flew through the night and landed... At 6 a.m. Barf. And uh, took a little nap and came here. So I feel a little out of sorts and not had a decent meal. <laughs> it's a serious problem you have. Every right? every day it surprises you that you have to eat. Well, I had three shows and then after, and then people from Montana came to my show that live in Dallas now and hanging out with the comics and saying goodbye, returning my rental car, which was a muscly. I, I went to get a. Volkswagen and I got a big uh, Mustang, like a V8. Oh, hell yeah. It was so fun. Did you say red? White. White. Yeah, yeah. It was throaty. I loved it. I'm like on a hot rod now. (laughs) Was it convertible? No, I opted to not have the convertible. Good, smart. Because of air conditioning purposes. Very smart because it's hot there. It was hot as the Dickens. Yeah, I bet. It's a dry heat. It was a a wetter heat. Ew. Yeah, it's a wet, wet heat. It's nice. So what you're saying is you partied, 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 then returned your rental car, got on a plane, and came here. Yes. Essentially. Yes, and on the plane, a girl wanted to talk about astrology and guess my sign and guess my personality, and I was like, I have to sleep, and she's like, that's so Aquarius. (laughs) She was trying to flirt with you through the Zodiac? I don't know. She was very pretty, but I... uh, you were really, like, I was like, you're pretty and you're nice, but I really have to nap. I just had to be, <laughs> we're not going to start That's anything. That's good. You had to be firm about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, when I was, I was. Oh, I'll tell y'all. you what. <laughs> Oops, we- <laughs> did I accidentally call a flight attendant again? <laughs> All the way up there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. That, thank you for following. You're good at that. I, good at, I get you. No one else would know that I meant that meant my boner was going above my head. Yeah, no, I think they would. Really? <laughs> it wasn't that I hard to I thought it get. was a pretty smart joke. <laughs> hard to navigate. You know, uh, because of the Johnny Carson Festival, you don't know what smart jokes are anymore. Yeah, I got so hypnotized. We're going to bring you back. One of the things we did as comedians is uh, get on a hayride and go out to a cornfield, and we were described about the the irrigation of the corn. And there's <laughs> an aquifer that is under the ground and covering the whole state. They do not have a drought problem. Shit, we need to move there. I we, or lay some pipe that direction. Is that another sex joke? No, okay. I was just talking about pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Just regular plumbing. I don't like that guy. <laughs> you don't like? No. I was just talking about a lady. No, pie. he's creepy. <laughs> oh, well, we have some. I'd like to lay some pipe in your general aquifer direction. <laughs> that guy's wearing a mechanic's jumpsuit with nothing underneath, <laughs> yeah. and I hate so him. Sure, it's going to be a hot summer zip. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lay some pipe. <laughs> he has like a feminine kind of yeah. quality to him, but he's clearly a, yeah. a sex offender. Don't worry, these are just all stains. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh. So you had to go to the corn. They took you out to the cornfield. Yeah, and I can't. Did you guys see that movie that's about oil and or corn and how it's bad? No. Which one? I don't know. The Children of the Corn. Yes, I did see <laughs> one, yeah. two, and three. So the whole time I was like, "This is the reason children kill our elderly." Yes. No, because they like, don't let us swear. Talks about there being corn and everything and how it's bad. Yes, there's corn and. I don't know. He said he, even the machine was lubed with some sort of a <laughs> corn-based lubricant. Wait, he was giving you the tour, but then saying corn was bad. No, no, he wasn't. He oh, wasn't. Okay. Corn was his livelihood. Right. But this corn was made not for eating, but for feeding cows. Oh, got it. It was like f- feed. Well, they do. that is why corn syrup is in so much food, is because they sell it as the like an additive that we don't really need. Right, okay. 
Yeah. So it's not evil. It's just like we don't need all this. Well, it's evil in that because it's this main crop, Mm -hmm. American crop, Mm -hmm. they act like we need it. And we actually don't. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Well, these guys were. (laughs) That's what I was talking about. (laughs) That's what I was trying to get you to talk about. I I caused this. No, you they are were, the aquifer of this. It was the cornfield. father and then son and grandson independent farm. It was they weren't like evil corporation people. But no, they, there's lots of those out there. They were really sweet people. I feel bad. We ate in their garage and they fed us barbecue. I can't believe I'm disparaging their livelihood. So you did go to barbecue town. Oh, I did. Shit, I went to Sauceville. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've yes. had quite a trip. We, how long have Beyond you been gone? Brisket banks. I, uh, I, two weeks, two whole weeks. Shit. Welcome yeah. back. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. Um, I'm glad that you were able to meet me here. <laughs> me too. For this personal conversation that we're recording. Yeah. That's nice. I guess we don't have a guest today. That's all right. doesn't matter. <laughs> It'd be so awful if this whole time a guest was just sitting here waiting. Hey, wake up. <laughs> Wake up, Jimmy Schubert. I don't know those. <laughs> Jimmy Schubert. He's the Ryan Seacrest of comedians. Oh, I see. Mm. Um, we don't have a guest, but we do have a small audience of one. That's that's the laughing that you hear. Hi. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. <laughs> Isn't this fun? See behind the scenes. <laughs> it's not what you'd think. It's kinetic. It is. I'm trying to think of what I've been doing for the past two weeks to report to you, but I just don't really have... I'm still going to ask, what have you been doing the last I mean, <laughs> I did a show at the Improv Lab, which is a, a place we like to be. Um, uh, with that was It was Josh Androsky and Brian Cook uh, have a show called Reunited, which is really funny. They write... Um, it's a panel of sick of... The stars of a fake sitcom, mm. and then they interview you as if you are you've all been reunited for the first time. Oh, um, that's an interesting that idea. Yeah. And Do they then? Then have, you have to read old scripts, and oh, that's great. It's a whole thing like I that. I was going to guess you either do that or they shoot a scene. No, that would be a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was fun, except for um, I don't understand people that do a show that requires homework. like a shit ton of homework. Mm. I mean, I luckily I didn't have to do it because I wouldn't have. But um, I mean, God bless them; they There's really a, work their ass off. That's why I haven't done any roast battles or stuff like. I I mean, Mm-mm. I've seen my roommate Nate Craig do days and days of work. Yes, for one show. Yeah. Well, and also I have a job, so I I have to. Do, do you want, that? Do you want you? Can you talk about your job? Oh, the job. It like a, no, it's not a secret. The job I'm working on right now is Portlandia. It's season seven of Portlandia. I thought so, but I didn't want to. That's pretty neat. Why aren't you bragging about it all the time to me? It's not my style. I had to find out from other people. Well, that's how I do it. And then you're even more interested than if I had brought it up to you cold. Well, that's so cool. What a great job! It's got to be so much fun. <laughs> it's really awesome. It's great. That's, I mean. Who, that's so fun. It's very cool. It's, I get to hang out with Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein and my friend um, Graham Wagner, who also wrote on Baskets when I wrote on Baskets. Oh, yeah. And Jonathan Kreisel, who is the EP director, um, all-around superstar that also runs Baskets, who I adore. Martha Kelly's on Baskets, and yes. she was doing Cap City while I was doing Velveeta Room Oh, did you get Austin. to hang out? No, because we were doing shows at different times. Oh. At di- the same times. <laughs> <laughs> and during the day, we both just do... I went swimming and did my things, but I didn't really meet with people and have lunches and stuff. That's I should have called work. Martha. I know both of us are thinking we should have contacted each other. But you see each other when you're here, right? It's been a while. Yeah, I started a few, almost a year ago. Throw her a text. Ah, you're right. Just do it. I need to reach out to people. I like to reach out to people. Um, strangers. Strangers. I just text random numbers. Hey, hey. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> uh, two, two, three, two, three, eight, seven, two, one, four, eight, nine. I think of you, you all the time. You call them their phone number? Yep. That probably blows your cover. Yeah, that's. but I say that's who you are to me. That's who you've always been. That's who. I'm not about names and labels. I'm about numbers. Yeah. Um. You know who else was about numbers? Hitler. 
Is that true? Well, I think everyone everyone at his camp's got a number. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's, sorry to bring that up. Well, me too, I mean. You're sorry I brought it up. We can't go one day without you talking about the camps. Yeah, it, you know, it's just something I think about. I know. I mean, man's inhumanity to man? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the different versions of it. Yep. It, it continues to it this continues day. It continues to keep popping up. I mean, it's a thing that we seem to love as, mm-hmm. as a people. Being inhumane. Being inhumane. The oppressed become oppressors. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what this whole Trump thing's about. Yes, the student becomes the teacher. Oh, yes, grasshopper. Yes. <laughs> the pebble becomes the hand. And the bullshitter becomes bullshit. Becomes me. The bullshitter <laughs> becomes me right now. Uh... Yeah, aside from working though, I think working and at work, I've been I'm being forced to play basketball. Describe a scene you've written for Portlandia. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. That's all under lock I and know, key. I know. I know. It'd just be fun. What about a scene that got thrown out because it was too silly? I mean, I pitched some things where people were like, We don't know what you're talking about. That's definitely happened for sure. Um, but then I try to like, I think it's important in writing. If you fail miserably like that, you just pretend it never happened. I wanted, yeah, I wanted so badly. There had to, there was a, when I was working on Jamie, Jamie Lee's show, there was some Kentucky fried chicken thing where they wanted her to go and interview people and she didn't want to understandably go and like make fun of people who worked at Kentucky fried chicken because they're just, that's their job. Right. And so I wanted to have a, make a puppet called S- Snippy, the mechanically debeaked chicken. And they were going to make this puppet. I wanted to just, but he, had, he would have gauze over his face. And I was really excited to make this puppet. I wanted it to be a really high quality puppet. Was what was the chicken's personality? He was just had a muffled voice. It was kind of hard to understand. Him. But he was very excited about, and he was like a a mascot for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and then he just talked about an accident he's in, but it just it ended up getting shot down from all levels. Yeah, well, because she was <laughs> was it kind of an integration with Kentucky Fried Chicken? Like were they? Yes. Supposed, it was supposed to be a secret yes. commercial. Yeah. So Snippy would be a bad thing. To I don't know. Out. It wasn't a secret. It was just we couldn't talk about it. It wasn't a commercial thing. It was just like, I don't know. I don't know why we couldn't. Well, because yeah. you have to get permission if you're going to go shoot at a place. So then that you have to promise them you're not going right. to make them look That's bad. what it was. So then, yeah. That's what it was. It's almost like you were there or I have a bad memory. <laughs> no, it's that I've done things like that a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, you can't just go there. And... Where you're like, I assure you, you're going to come off great in mm, this. And yeah. then meanwhile, of course, yes. all hell breaks loose. We're just, I'm going to bring in this candelabra and ask you about valet, <laughs> but we're not making fun. But we're not saying that you are a low count, yes. disgusting restaurant yes. that people don't actually want to eat at. Yes, we're wearing tuxedos, but we're not making fun. That's not sarca- we... That's not a sarcastic tuxedo. No, I'm driving through the drive-thru in a fanciest of Mercedes Benzes, <laughs> throwing money everywhere. I think We're Snippy, not making fun. if Snippy um, was just kind of strangely defensive in giving the, their um, their questions, then that could be fun. I I think we should still develop this character. <laughs> I do. I've always, in my mind somewhere, someone was getting ready to make that that puppet. A puppet of a chicken Muppet. with a burnt off. Well, I never. Puppets are Muppets are Jim Henson's trademark puppet. That's right. Muppets are a, a race a of puppets. They're a brand. They're a subset of puppets. Yes. 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 Okay. Well, I'm going to say puppet from now on. I don't want to owe that guy any more yeah, money. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yes. You don't want that. I already owe him plenty. Um. Did you watch a movie on the plane? Other than, oh, I have to admit, it was my second time watching the do-over Adam Sandler's <laughs> Netflix film. The I'd watched it time, once. The one yeah. you already complained about? It was bad, but I was alone at home, you know, drinking sure. and watching it. And then when I was at my friend uh, Matt Bearden's, they were like, let's watch this because it's so bad it might be fun. 
And I'm like, oh, I've seen it. It's bad. Let's do that. I, I decided to watch it a oh, second time. I've seen fun. it twice all the way through. You got to be a little bit in charge on that second mm-hmm. viewing now. You were kind of like, guys, get ready. Yeah. You were the tour guide. It was kind of fun. I was. You were right. I was the tour guide, and I made the most jokes at the expense of the film. Do you think that... And they were well-placed because I'd had practice. That's right. It's like you got to do a little pass, your first pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that Adam, and anywhere in Adam Sandler's mind, he is making these things knowing that people like to hate watch things? I think he's making them knowing. I don't know about that, but I know he's making them knowing that he wants his friends to go on a vacation somewhere. They all end up in some tropical location. And so he's like, where do you guys want to go next? Rob Schneider and Nick Swartzen. And it's like, how about Puerto Rico? And then they, it's like, okay, the script will take us there. Because oh, they're that's... all in, like, uh, tropical destinations. I even heard a long time ago that he was going to make a Magnum P.I. movie. I'm so like, they could go to Hawaii? to go to Hawaii, yeah. yeah. But isn't he a millionaire billionaire? Can't he just go to Hawaii? <laughs> Don't yeah, but, film it. But not get paid as a, I think he's just... Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. That's the real twist. But no, he... You get paid to go on vacation and say the worst jokes of all time. The whole time I was watching, I was thinking, did he know? Does he care that it... Because there's funny moments. It's like, well, they tried on that and I laughed, but then... There's a reason he's famous. And there's a reason that people have been watching his movies for years and Mm -hmm. years. It's because of the golf one. It was great. Happy Madison? Happy Madison and Billy Gilmore. (laughs) Well, also, those movies did... (laughs) Billy Gilmore. (laughs) They had a feel to them, too. Like, he has... There's a funness to his work. I still quote those movies. And I'm a professional comedian. (laughs) You're supposed to care about comedy. And I will just start going, my boots are on my feet, or whatever. I don't quote it well. (laughs) Right. You can do the voice, though. Yes. Uh... (laughs) I mean, that is fun. So he, does, he says something and goes, oh, zippy-dippy-doo. <laughs> he did a lot of that. In, in, the, in the new one? In, in the, the new do-over? one, there's a lot of scallopaloos. Is there a chance that he's lost his mind? <laughs> is he? Do you think he's at home at night eating his own money and that, that is toxic for the his ink, brain? Yeah, yeah. It's like swimming. You can't swim <laughs> in just a sea of coins. No. Some of the older ones are lead. They're toxic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll miss him when he's gone. I will, too. With a moment of silence for Adam Sandler. <laughs> I have to say, uh, I did meet him when I very briefly w- did a voiceover for Punch Drunk Love. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And he was super nice. Of course, that's what Weren't everyone says about him. Weren't you a sister on the phone or something? I played... I was... Played because they they he uh, Paul Thomas Anderson got a bunch of real sisters to mm. play his sisters in real right, life. Right. So he wanted a phone conversation where I basically just call him up and give him shit, saying you have to come to this party. Yeah, and it it's in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah, I knew that you about you and doing that before I was your friend. Is that true? Yeah. Is that why you're friends with me? It's the only reason still. <laughs> but at one point I call him a fucking phony, which I was just improvising. And when we got off the phone, when we were done shooting, he couldn't stop laughing and goes, oh man, being called a fucking phony, that's the worst. And I was just like, oh, that's, what a lovely thing to, a little gift, a parting gift to give me. Uh, yeah, I've only heard he's a sweet person. Yeah. And I could watch David Spade do stand-up comedy for five hours. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. It's he's a, really good at it. He's so fucking good, and the jokes he writes are so good. It's like a lesson in how to write stand-up. Yeah, it's bizarre because he's not like famous for his stand-up. Maybe he got to Saturday Night Live and everything, like everyone right. with stand-up. But then you stop doing it, usually, if you're a famous movie star. Yeah. But he's done drop-in sets at the improv where I just am like, thank you, God, that I get to be here. Yeah, I did not expect him to be that good. So good. And also when I worked on Ellen, every time he would sometimes be uh, like an emergency fill-in person or like, you know what I mean? They would, he was always on a sitcom, so they would always have him as a choice. And he always knocked it out of the park. Him and Wanda Sykes were guaranteed like smash successes. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to do. Most people are so boring on talk shows. And he's that good, even while there, you can tell there's a, ver- a inside him. He's like, he's this like, is eh, I'm gonna half-ass this. I don't yeah. really care that I'm here. That's he why kinda, he's so a lot charming. of the lines in it were like delivered like this, where it's like, okay, now you get sad, and he's like, oh, I'm sad. Uh, all right, is that good? 
there is a but it still works. What's better? Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. You know, that's April and I went to see. Um, there's a Elvis movie, a documentary called uh, "That's the Way It Is." April Richardson. April Richardson, sh- friend of the show. Do you have trouble saying her last name? Yes, I think we Richardson. Just Richardson. Richardson. My tongue turns into a cartoon toothache. Persons. I I sound that's what I sound like when I've had three wine coolers. April Richardson. April Richardson. Gary another Zima. She's my friend. <laughs> April Richardson. Um, you guys went. To- we went to see after that reunited show. We rushed over to the New Beverly to see this Elvis documentary, which I've seen like bits and pieces of him in movies or whatever. But this was such a good documentary. He's so amazingly charming. But the reason I love him is because he, he the whole time, the look on his face is, this is all bullshit. Really? So he's, like, rehearsing, and it's like, he's the king. Everybody, like, he can't go into a room without people freaking out. And, like, when he rehearses, he does impressions of himself. Like, this is what I'm doing with this bar, whatever. Like, he's completely sarcastic. And, like, and at one point during his concert, he's really nervous. Like, he's talking about how nervous he is. Uh And they show all the stars in the audience. There's huge stars. Like, Cary Grant was there and all these people. And so he's super nervous. And in, I can't remember, it was, like, the first or second song. There's a huge sound hit, like, a really bad feedback. Uh And he makes this, like, surprise face and then just starts laughing. And I just, in that (laughs) moment, I was like, I know so many people that at that level and it, under that pressure would have the worst reaction like would be such dicks at that moment and be like Ugh, you know what I mean like screaming at the sound guy or whatever yeah. because that's about them and their ego and he just started laughing like and the look on his face was like whoa whoa did you hear that like like it's all delightful to him right and it just made me love him am I gonna I think I want to get into Elvis this late in my life do it it's yeah. totally worth it. Because I saw something he was on. He was performing. He was very drunk or high. And uh, he was, like, saying... I don't know if this is in the documentary, but he was, like, making little comments. I forget about this part here. I'll run. And he started laughing. But he was out. He was, like, really drunk. Was but he it was in the most concert? charming. Yeah. Was, was like being, What outfit do you have on? All white or ooh. all black? I feel like it was blue. Boy, I'm not sure. Okay, I mean, he did a bunch of them. But he was just <clears throat> commenting on that. He was just saying little asides. He does that the whole time. It's There's, the best. In one song, I can't remember if it was uh, Can't Help Falling in Love With You, some big classic Elvis hit. He does a thing and he squatted down like he was singing and getting super into it. But then he sings, uh, The Suit Can't Take It. in the middle of like people crying and like freaking out oh that's so great Uh, and he's like the zoo and he's doing it as himself (laughs) like he's not it's just like my favorite favorite thing can't take it can't take it because he's like squatting (laughs) that's just should have been the name of that documentary (laughs) it's beautiful to uh, see a person not take themselves seriously and be that level of famous. I don't know why, because I've always liked, since I was introduced to him, Elvis Costello. If that happened, feedback, he probably would have gotten mad at someone. Well, he's, you know, it's interesting because Elvis Costello was a bad drunk for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of bad behavior. But I think maybe these days he wouldn't. Yeah. Because he's now kind of like I'd, gotten a hold yeah, of it. I worship the guy. I he's amazing. He's but I think it kept me from the, the other Elvis. The main Elvis. Elvis number one. Yes. <laughs> Let's all be honest. Elvis, Elvis number two is kept Elvis you? number two. He kept you from Elvis number one? I'm like, I can't like both Elvises. <laughs> Plus, Elvis Costello's music's a little more up my alley. Right. I don't want to hear rockabilly hop country. <laughs> That's a mistake. I'm not sure what category Elvis's music is. I so don't want to hear just your pretend- Vegas rockabilly hip hop. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, But I think you would if you saw it. And then he was a badass, too, wouldn't he? My dad said he would, like, beat someone up with karate and then feel bad and give him a Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's And a handful of horse tranks. (laughs) Just send you off. He just wanted to have a good time. But he was like, yeah. And he was famous forever. I mean, he was like a legend forever. They they talk about it, how he was the major draw, like the number one draw in Las Vegas, above Frank Sinatra, above Dean Martin, above anybody. He like he drew like double the amount of anybody else. My, it was my least favorite part of Forrest Gump, though, is where they suggest he discovered Elvis when they stayed at his house. I mean, he stayed at his house and played. 
My least favorite part of Forrest Gump was the beginning to end, <laughs> my friend. You. We hated and that movie so much when we saw it. Why all my friends and family liked it. Not my family, not immediate. Right. I guess we liked the soundtrack. There we go. That's okay. <laughs> but remember, he's like, someone stayed at our house once and he did funny Ugh. pelvic movements. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then, yeah. It's like people like to have a thing held up in front of them and be like, remember this bottle of water? Mm-hmm. Look at it, remember? And people are like, I do remember. So it's like they went through every single thing you could ever remember. Yeah, and Forrest Gumped him into the picture. Yeah. I want to get Forrest Gumped into the movie Forrest Gump. Like my oh, that's a good idea. Thing. That's a good idea. And be hanging out. Like he's meeting the president and that's already composited. And then I want to be there. Yeah. Just going like that. You could also do that in Zelig. What's Zelig? You've never seen the Woody Allen movie Zelig? No. It's basically the original Forrest Gump. Oh, I do. And much more creative. Right. And 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 the original Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Yes. Right? It's him composited into historic moments? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I need to see it. It's ridiculous. But the Zelig one is, has more of like a, almost like a Ken Burns documentary feel. Uh, it's very interesting, as yeah. opposed to Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, where it's just like, you know, reverse shots, where it was yeah. like, this shot is uh, Humphrey Bogart, and then now it's Steve Martin, right. and they don't match. Yeah, that's my that's what my show, uh, Almost Genius, does more than actually compositing us in, because it's hard to pull that off. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Only Mike Upchurch can do it with his outdated computer He's and his old programs, and he does it. Looks like a team of Star Wars men, George Lucas men, and talented. <laughs> Star Wars. Big men. Shout out to Mike Upchurch. Mike Upchurch is very talented. Yes. I've known him for years. I've known him for so long. We're gonna make some more stuff. You should. Yeah. You make good stuff. I'll just be background a background actor in famous moments from movies. Good so, idea. Yeah. Just keep on doing that for the rest of your career. Yeah. Now, if there was one guest we could have had today, who do you who do you I, wish it had Hootie been? Hootie and of the Blowfish. Hootie Darius the, Rucker. Uh huh. Hootie would be. I'm sorry. Who do you think you're? Who do do you think we should have had? Well, it's hard to. I mean, I've been wanting to have. Uh, why don't you call up Pat Oswald? I could. I could. Why don't you call up? Uh, I, when I said that, I forgot that he went through the saddest thing ever. Yeah. I just want to say that right now. No, that's okay. I can't let moments like that. When I said shit in front of that audience, I was like, well, I said shit. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And that that's why I got disqualified. It wasn't the initial shit. I would have been fine. You just discussed When the I shit. say something yeah. and then my back gets hot, I yeah. can't just let it. I know. Slide. I know it. Well, but especially w- when you're on stage. I still want him on. He will be. Good. He will be. Are Andy Kindler again? Yes, that's a great... Andy Kindler in the studio would be a a good idea. He's the best. Uh, Who else do we like? I I mean, I'm okay with repeating our hits. Yeah. (laughs) As far as guests, it's okay to have the same people back. Yeah, we should have Guy Branham in the studio because he hosts a studio podcast called Pop Rocket. Oh, that's another thing I did. I went up to that. Well, we talked about that. Yeah. I went to Max Funcon and I watched him do I'd never seen him do Pop Rocket before. Oh, he did it live there? That's how I got this hat. Because there's some sub pop Sleater Kinney, nice girl, lady, I can't remember her name, singer. I'm bad at details and storytelling. What's <laughs> Whoa, was it uh, Lance Bang's wife, the lead singer? Yes. Yes. Now I can't remember her name because I want because I know her. I met name. her at Largo. She's great. She's the greatest. That's one of my favorite bands. It was very difficult to work with Carrie Brownstein and sit next to her every day and not be like and not talk about it. But I never did. Oh yeah, I never did. You probably could because people are probably bringing that up to her less now that she's the woman that's on Portlandia. Yeah, true, true. But uh, but I just want I just felt just constant nerd excitement about it. It was funny. I love that band. So Guy much. openly was like, "I don't know anything about your band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about you at all." <laughs> like he was just. Oh, like, she was his guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, Corinne, Corinne, uh, Corinne. That's her name. 
man, I got up. We got to figure it out. Let's have her on. Once we figure it out, we're having her on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been disgrace. It's been this is, disgraceful you know, to her. Um, I know. I know it. And the drummer's name's Janet. It doesn't matter. Anyway, a guy would be good because he knows how to do a studio. Yeah. Studio podcast. And he's great. Yeah. He's very smart and our friend. Yeah. Corin Tucker. Thank Corin you. Tucker. Thank Aaron. you. Aaron. Aaron with the assist, bringing it back to and the what's, hoop. What's the ja- drummer Janet's last name? Do you have that too? Weiss. Janet Weiss. Yeah, I'm their number one fan. <laughs> oh my god in the in that in that show i did at the improv lab i had to at one point in this drives me crazy because i'm this is why i'm so bad at improv because i can't just say the first thing i think of i don't trust myself and i and i'm it, it's so weird in that way where i want to think of the best in my mind the best thing instead of the first I thing you blurt out the first thing you think of oh, in this format all the time i know but it's because i don't overthink it yeah i guess i don't like i know you and i like you got me if i mess up or something but like in this at one point they asked me a question and they said and like what dead celebrities blah 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 oh i can't and then just none i literally there was a like a 10 second pause and then i said be arthur you do know that's what just happened to me here would you ask me who should we have had on oh, the show? I know. I'd start to get sweaty. I know, right? This is a test. I'm bad at math. I'm in high school. Also, no then you me. think, oh, I should be naming this person that person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll think of who we should have right yeah. when we're done recording. You know what? That was a discussion that we should have had off mic. I know. It's, I mean, there's always editing that we won't do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to discuss? Do we have anything else? Well, I'm swimming safety for summer. I've been swimming quite a bit, and I uh, have I brought uh, my snorkel and mask with me to Austin, and I went into uh, Barton Springs, which is a public. It's part of a spring, but it's a man-made pool, and people go there, and there's grassy places to lay, and it was a hundred degrees, so. Oh. And I went there with my snorkel and my mask, and kids laughed at me. And yeah, I, I swam with my... I don't care, though. It's, I can't figure out how to breathe when I swim. So I got my snork. Wait, you used the snorkel even I though you're swimming a, like freestyle? A snorkel mask and, and snorkel to, when I freestyle swim because I can't figure out the breathing. And I think I'm on to something, frankly. <laughs> no water you know goes into much, that snorkel? And I can, go, I can swim forever without choking and hanging on the edge of the pool. Like well, because you're new to swimming, right? Yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. I don't care how I look. Now, do you know that uh, drowning is silent? Usually happens when nobody hears it. Oh. Well, if, I, if you see something, say something. That's right. That's right. But you probably won't see anything. You won't hear him drowning. You certainly won't hear Mm-mm. it. It so makes very little noise. Keep your eyes peeled. What? But I don't understand. They're splashing. Nope. Hmm. Usually there's not. <gasps> That's the safety awareness campaign that they're doing about swimming and little kids these days. Is that when they go under, you usually don't see it. Oh. Like it, there's not. It's not like in a bad sitcom or a bad, uh, you know, Highway to Heaven, where there's someone splashing like a weird dog for a while. It's, then they go under. Usually they just go right. If under. there's any reoccurring dream, because when I was a kid, um, my family and I were in a, uh, we were in canoes. And we were just about to get out of the river, so we took off our life jackets. And then we were sliding sideways trying to get to the riverbank. And all of a sudden, there was just this bush thing. And we all stupidly, me, my mom, my dad, everyone took our oars and just pushed against them because we were running into this bush. And it just tipped us over. And then we all ended up back in the river, and I did not swim. And I was under the boat. Holding on, but my dad didn't know. My dad almost drowned, like trying to find me. Oh uh, no! And it was yeah, it was like this. It's still to this day the scary. I was pretty close to drowning. So then in Norfolk Fork, we were on the North Fork in Norfolk because uh, one of the things for the comics was to go kayaking. And uh, do you know Dwayne Perkins? He's uh, I met him. He's the best. Don't he's know the, a great person. But at the end of our little kayak thing. He capsized and fell, and then there was like a dam. They had to like jump in and grab him he before he gone. went over. Yeah, the boat went down the dam. Holy shit! They had to run and go get the boat. I was like, "This is serious," and everyone got quiet. But we, he, we were all laughing because it's like, "Ha ha!" He fell out of the boat. But then he's in the middle of the river, 
and Trayvon Free was out there too, but he paddled. But none of us had ever. I I have a little bit, but it was scary. Yeah, that's very scary. And it was like one of those things where just another moment without him getting out of there. What I'm saying is, uh, I saved his life. Oh my god! No, I did. It wasn't one of the workers. Um, one of the kayak you, people. You go. But I said we have to get him. I, I think through I your snorkel. That. Yeah. yeah I, I've been wearing that snorkel everywhere. <laughs> Breakfast. Just out to lunch. <laughs> Riding bikes. I'm glad you're learning to swim. That's you might as well know. Yeah. You might as well. I'm. Yeah. It's important and it's good for my hips. Is it? Do they feel better? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All because of swimming. Good. No more radiating pain, no more sciatic, no more swollen ankles. Not in my life. That's good. Yeah. All right. Swimming's the answer. It is the answer. Who cares if they laugh at your snorkel? Today's guest was the act of swimming. Hey, swimming. (laughs) We think you're cool, too. Thanks for coming into my life and saying almost nothing today. Hey, swimming. You've (laughs) been great since I was five years old. I wish I'd known you when I was younger, but it's never too late to get into swimming or Elvis. That's right. That's right. Yeah. This is the episode where we all learn that it's not too late to do anything. I'm going to call this episode Swimming and Elvis. Okay. There's no need to surprise people with it. <laughs> They'll already have listened until this point. Think so? So I'm like, well, I don't know. He went through with it. That's what it says right here on the SoundCloud uh, thing. He really he said it and then he did it. That's yeah. what's great is the follow through. Chris Fairbanks is a, has a stick to itiveness. That I can't believe. Yeah, he's a good guy. He says he does something, and he does it. Then he goes ahead and does it. And I can't believe it. (laughs) They'll say. They'll all say about you. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. Are we almost done? We are. We are. We're at an hour, and I think it's the perfect time to stop. Okay. Well, I just want to plug uh, July 13th. Do you have anything to plug? I do. Okay. July 13th. Okay. Now go Okay, ahead. thank you. Thank you. Uh, business class, our uh, mine and April Richardson show at the Improv Lab on July 13th, Wednesday, 10 p.m., uh, starring such uh, Hollywood luminaries as Karen Kilgariff, yeah. April Richardson, Chris Fairbanks. Oh, I was going to say, am you're I on it? it? You're yeah. on it. Yes, yes, You're on yes. it every time. Yes. Uh, who else? Jay Weingarten's on it also. Yes. And... Ahmed Weinberg is on it. Yes. And Kara Klink is on it. I don't know her. She's great. Okay. She's married to Jared Logan. She's from New York. They oh, just moved she is out great. Here. Of she's course. Hilarious. I do know her. She's very funny. Truly one of my favorites. Yeah. And uh, Chris Hardwick. And Terrific. He's going to do it. And he's a heavy hitter. He's a heavy we hitter. We should have him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite comedians ever, Mr. Blaine Patch. Oh, he's the best. It's going to be is such a good a show. Way, I mean, you don't. But his hosting ability, maybe he doesn't enjoy it. I think he does enjoy it, though. We're the hosts. But I know. But what if you <laughs> both did? It's just an idea. I'm throwing it out there. You both did full sets because neither of you really get to do that in the middle of the show. What if Blaine, just for this once, hosted <laughs> it like he used to host Tiger Lily because he'll do fake sponsors and he'll do. He's got the best hosting guys. I know. No, I've seen him host a million times. Um, he was my friend first. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think probably for someone like him, because he is the consummate host, I bet he likes to do a normal yeah, okay. long set every sure, once in a while. Sure. Uh, and also he can do all those things. They'll just all be jammed together. Yeah, you won't have to see sure. some shit comic in between. Right. You're right. I guess it's, <laughs> I've only seen it in that capacity. He'll be powerless without someone going up in before or after him. We can definitely interrupt him. Jump up and then come come back off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'll come just to... run up there and go yell "Kapatch" because I like his name. And That's then a good idea. And then he'll be that was Chris Fairbanks. And then he can do his gags. When I first met him, I'd only seen his last name in print. I thought his last name. Uh, I thought his name was Blaine Capasach, and that's what I said a couple times to him, which made him laugh. Here and here. I'm not making fun of you, but you do you do jumble people's names sometimes. I do. I have. I do have a bit of a. Uh, issue with it. One time I interviewed David Spade at a thing and uh, my boss said ask him how many times a day he texts Nick Swartzen because I don't know why he did so I said "I how many times a day do you text Nick Swartzen and he said Schwartzen I don't know Nick Schwartzen who's Nick Schwartzen and they like walked away. Wow. 
Uh, then later he came back and said, oh, I just didn't want to talk about my friend, so I didn't. And I'm like, oh, okay. He made me say it. My boss, I didn't know why I said so you it. Th- Someone threw that like, guy on, under the bus? <clears throat> well, yeah, I just kind of made a fool of myself and said his name wrong. Anyway, <laughs> you called him Nick Schwartz in the other night. So what? You're right. Hey, I'm <laughs> not picking. Shit. I'm not picking. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, do you know how many people have called me Karen Kilgoreth? Gareth? Oh, I mean, no one ever pronounces it's my last name time. right. Yeah. It's well, time for all of us to let it go. But anyway, come to the Improv Lab yes, because please. it's a really good show and it's only $8. It's 10 o'clock at night. Do all your other shit. And what's the date again? July 13th. July it's 13th. the second Wednesday of every month is when we do business class. My plug is July 13th business class at the Improvisation. Is that your plug, too? Yeah. I'm double plug? Double plug. Filthy. Yeah. You're All welcome. Right. Well, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> <clears throat> My name is Chris Fairbanks, and this is Karen Kilgariff. <laughs> you've been listening to our podcast, Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R! Honk! Aruga. Sorry. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.